It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and a huge welcome to this week's Gina Gardner and Friends show. And today my guest is Sandeep Nath. He's a very special man. He is the founder of Renewalism, and we're going to find out all about Renewalism during the show. But I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Uh, I'm Gina Gardner, and those of you who've been listening to the show will know that the show is all about finding interesting people um, to share with you. And Sandeep is very interesting. So, Sandeep, a huge welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you, everybody who's tuned in. Such a pleasure to be talking to Gina. And um, let's see where this goes. Renewalism. Now, it, the name has connotations that many people will think they know what we mean when we're talking about renewalism and your movement. But I know there are several things it's not. So be very clear with our listeners. What do you mean by renewalism? Well, thank you, Gina, for starting off with that question, because it is so very important, especially to Western audiences, to make it clear that we're not talking about anything remotely religious, okay. nothing sectarian, nothing Christian, or any of those offshoots of any of that. Renewal is a common English word, which uh, kind of alludes to the idea of revival, regeneration, refreshing, resetting, and getting ourselves together again, which kind of is where... Uh, my book, Renewal, takes us. So the book was uh, the, the base for the thought of getting human consciousness to a plane where we are concerned about our own survival and our own exploitation mindfully. I would say that and, and, and I know I'm, I'm hesitating when I say this because uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to meet with a lot of reaction from our uh, listeners right now. 
But I would say that we have been so cut off from our own selves in the last few decades as technology has progressed that those distractions have taken us away from the essence of our connection with our own consciousness. Now, we're talking about consciousness as in our feeling that we must do something about X. We had certain uh, feelings about consciousness with regard to animal exploitation. And that turned into something called veganism. And while veganism has been around for almost more than half a, half a century, it was only in the last decade that a lot of people started catching on to that because as, as a species, we started thinking outside of ourselves for, for some reason, for, for a reason which goes back into the, the spiritual evolution of the human race. And I believe that this is the decade, especially with the, the prod, prodding that has been done by the coronavirus and the entire pandemic, that we've got to start looking at our own exploitation and our own survival, which could be related to the fallout of technology or even to just the kind of mindless lifestyle that we tend to get ourselves into, the kind of consumption habits we tend to have, and all of that. So renewal and renewalism is about putting the power into everybody's hands because it's about creating habits that help us renew. There's a lot to unpick in what you've just said. And I'd like to, it's interesting that you talk about the relationship with consciousness shifting as technology has developed. And yet I think for me, the, the recognition that we have a connection to God or to source or universal consciousness is something which has not been part of, of common uh, understanding and parlance for, for many centuries. It's been seen as, as rather pink and fluffy or uh, something so esoteric that it's not for the common man or woman. And I'm very really struck by the number of people that I meet and certainly a number of our guests who um, are really working on helping people develop that relationship with consciousness. And Not I'd good. like to explore with you, how does renewalism help people make that connection with that bigger power but also make a greater connection with themselves. Terrific, terrific. So we're going to eliminate a few labels from this conversation. One of those labels is God. Um, you see, the reason why we bring labels into our conversations is because we have reference points which we think we understand and other people understand exactly similarly. But the reality is they don't. And that is where communication gaps coming from. So I'm just going to say that there is a force which is a little uh, uh, beyond us, and we somehow connect to that force. And for the scientifically minded, we could call it energy, because energy is matter, matter is energy. Uh, Einstein's got an equation to work that out. So uh, we, we have no difference of opinion over there. 
and energy is all around us. Now, we've known about energy since many, many millennia. Since about five, 6,000 years ago, we've started calling it chi in Taoist uh, practices and prana and ki in the Sanskrit and Japanese context. And we have several words for that in, uh, in different ancient uh, cultures. But this life force energy is what we are made of and what is also around us. So the, the, the idea of renewing is to A, discover that you have that life force energy and connect with it, connect mind and body with energy. So that gives you the trinity of mind, body and spirit. In fact, what is spirituality? Spirituality is not religion. Spirituality is your using your energy, your spirit. When your energy is down, you say, my spirits are low, right? It's common English that that's how we talk about it. But we don't realize that that spirit and the spirituality is just the working with the energy. And bringing that in alignment with mind and body makes us a lot more healthy, happy, and in harmony. Now, connecting that what's inside with what's outside, that's the crack to, to, to actually feeling in partnership with universal energy, with, with the big thing. And once you're in partnership with that, and many people get in partnership with it through prayer, uh, many people get in partnership through other energy practices, even music could take you there because music is just a frequency which is no body, no mind. It's just spirit. It's a frequency. It's energy. And uh, stuff like that. So what we're exploring with renewalism is how we can get people into that sort of an alignment, which is what I call self-renewal. We'll more about that later. We're going to have to go for a short break. There's a lot to talk about. So please don't go away. We'll see you back in a minute. Why not? Explain it with Kid Reasons. Kid Reasons are short, positive statements that tell a child why. Time to put on your jacket, buddy. Why? So you can stay dry and warm. For a quick look at Kid Reasons, go to boystown.org slash parenting. Time to buckle up, buddy. Why? Why? To keep you safe. Why? Because I love you. Visit boystown.org slash parenting for parenting tips, tricks, and experts. So, what is love? Love is being independent. Love is dancing. A Shriners Hospital for Children. Love is a new smile. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love is caring for a child regardless of the family's ability to pay. If you know a child we can help, visit ShrinersHospitalsForChildren.org. Welcome back. We were talking about um, how our connection with consciousness can really help us within our lives. And you gave a great explanation of that before the break. I'd like to explore with you, with renewalism, the connection that you make to how we as human beings interact with one another with animals and with the environment, because there's no doubt we're in a real pickle at the moment, aren't we? I believe that we're, I think that's an understatement. We're a watershed. And if we don't start to do things very differently, then I think that our future as a race 
the future of the animals on the planet and the planet itself are hugely in question. Um, so in order to thrive, you believe that, I under, as I understand it, that renewalism has some answers in terms of how we can live and thrive and enable other beings um, and the planet to thrive too. That's right, Gina. And that's very significant, everything you uh, noted over there. You see, and let me use that as a segue to talk a little more about self-renewal and the second level, which is symbiotic renewal, which is our relationships with others and with animals and with the environment and the planet. Now, it's, it's only when we get ourselves in order that we could look outside of ourselves and do the right thing. It's, it's a little like what I call the air hostess principle. You wear your oxygen mask first and then you help the others around. Yes. So um, what is self-renewal about and how do we, how do we kind of uh, get into health, happiness and harmony as a consequence? All the renewal practices, they're actually habits. And that's where I'd like to uh, nudge our listeners in the direction of not, not being concerned about having to make great changes to, to save the world but just make small changes and just make those small changes with consciousness on a daily basis and the big change will happen on its own. Because I'll quote Gandhi over here, a person who's popular all over the world and that's where our audiences are. He made a, he made a statement, be the change you want to see in the world. Yes. Now, that's the premise, that if we can work on these renewal habits, we can make the change around our microcosm, and that turns into the macrocosm and the community and the world. So let, let, me, let me, for example, uh, give you a few examples of how this could be done for preventing stress. Now, I'm on a crusade against stress and that's, that's a story that comes from uh, my corporate life and <laughs> all of that. But, uh, you know, the, the main stressors in our lives, I call them the four Ps. And that's possessions, which we chase, projections, which we fear, which are just coming out of our minds, priorities, which we conflict. And that's why there is relationship stress and all of that. And perceptions. The perceptions that we have about the whole world being against us and whatever. So if I'm to give you an antidote for these through the renewal habits, I'd say that instead of looking at possessions for yourself, you start looking at possessions for people around. Like, let's just say I'm, I'm running on the street and I have in mind that I want to win that marathon. Now, the moment the, the idea of the marathon and the medal, the bronze, silver, gold, whatever, gets into my mind, that becomes a possession that, that grips me. And it's not going to add to my stamina. It's going to actually uh, bracket me into just that aspect of the possession. But the moment I let go of that possession, not letting go of the goal, but making that possession not mine, but of my community, of others. And I just bring my, my mother's face, let's say, in front, 
and visualize the tears of joy in her eyes when I would hand that medal over to her. Or the pride that my locality people would feel when they realize that I'm the first person from this area who's ever won the marathon. Now my stride changes. Now my energy is different. Now the way that I would uh, build my stamina would be sustainable. Would you agree with that? I do. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, the, the language I'd put around it is that when you feel that you, you're doing something and there's only um, self involved in what you're trying to do, it has a certain energy, it has a certain feel to it. But when you are doing something for yourself first, but for others too, and that you are at, actually on a mission to do it because you want to serve others, then the energy has, uh, it's almost if it's rocket production. It just multiplies like crazy because that's when you start tapping into that universal energy. That's when you start tapping into the energy of the whole community, of the whole world. I want and to make a distinction, that's, that's May. And the distinction is that there are many people who are so focused on doing things for other people that they forget to serve their own needs. And I just wanted to know what your view was um, around why you talked about putting your own oxygen uh, on <laughs> yourself, um, why that's so important. Well, that is very important. And in, in fact, you brought me to the, the, the other P of priorities. You see, it's, it's all very good to be doing a lot of stuff for people around, and I'm sure that's very energizing. But if, if you get that feeling that it's butchering me, it's you know all about them, I, I'm a doormat, then it's going to be stressful for you. Yes. So what's the crack? What's the renewal habit for that? Well, there's this habit of gratitude. Simple habits. Like I said, it's nothing earth-changing here. You think about others. You think about being grateful. Now, how do you think about being grateful? And why is gratitude important? Because when you realize that you, it is you, you and your ego, which has got that opportunity to be in this position where you are capable of serving, again, you're going to be drawing in that energy. And that energy would have an exchange in terms of uh, money, happiness, or whatever uh, you feel a deficit of at that point in time and fill you up. But it's only when you start thinking that I'm grateful to have the opportunity to be able to do just this. I think gratitude is That's such a powerful emotion. It's one of those things that I really encourage people to collect gratitudes because not only do they have to be in the moment to notice the things that they're grateful for, but also I think it has the power to recalibrate the brain from being focusing on the lack and the negativity in, in one's life to the positivity. We're going to go to a short break now, but when we come back, I'd like to... Uh, pick your brains, really, on behalf of our listeners for ways in which they can um, put some renewalism into their own lives. So don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> 
A delicious cup of coffee is a daily staple, but if you are one of 50 million Americans that suffer from acid sensitivity or digestive issues, that cup of java can ruin the rest of your day. Until now, introducing Tyler's Coffee, an acid-free alternative to the traditional bean. I knew that there was a need because my father had a need. And if my father had a need, then how many other people have a need? The key to Tyler's Coffee is the roasting process. We knew we wanted to go USDA certified organic. So we wanted to be the purest and cleanest coffee in the world. We had to source stuff from Africa, we had to source stuff from Brazil, we had to source stuff from Chile. And we put it through our proprietary Z roasting processor. So what that really truly means to you is that the coffee doesn't have inflammatory properties in it. I'm dedicated to serving 50 million Americans that suffer from stomach-related modalities and also the millions of other people that just deserve a great tasting cup of coffee that's healthy and safe. Affiliated with Tyler's Coffee, but I can tell you that drinking acid-free coffee will really ease your stomach. I'm so glad I found it. I love their coffee. It's very good. It's very smooth. Uh, the process still keeps the rich coffee flavor without all the acidity of it and uh, really enjoy it. Available in regular or decaf, ground or whole bean, you can enjoy Tyler's Coffee in a drip, French press, espresso, or any of your favorite methods, even the ever-popular K-Cup. Enjoy a fresh cup like never before. Drink different. Drink smart. Drink Tyler's Coffee. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back. So, Sandy, thank you very much for uh, the, for what you've shared with us so far. But I'd be really interested if you can share some practical ideas of ways in which people can um, put in place some of the small acts that you talked about, but doing it consistently. What would you suggest uh, is a great way to start? So a great way to start is to actually go through the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because... You know, this book was divinely channeled to me. It's not that I'm the author. It's uh, it's an author called Guru Pranachandra who introduced himself to me as an energy form when I sat down writing this. And when I was writing, I had no idea about what the next thing I'm going to be writing about. And the way that the book unfolded, it just manifested in three sections of habits of self-renewal, symbiotic renewal, which is about our relationships, and systemic renewal, which is about systems that we've made, but we've just been so busy following them that we don't realize that they've stopped serving us. And so we could start re-looking at those systems. So, so can you give us 
an example, because we've only got a few minutes left in the show. Give yeah. us an example, briefly, of one of each of those, if you would. Terrific. Now, your self-renewal is by practicing stuff mindfully, like we talked about, thinking of the bigger picture of others, staying in state of gratitude, and so on and so forth. Uh, let me touch upon the aspect of symbiotic renewal. And this is where uh, the first habit under that is to have the habit of carrying a plastic, uh, uh, a bag. Because the kind of plastic waste that we are creating in the planet is something that, you know, we, we keep saying that other people have to do something about it. But imagine that you go out, wherever you go out, with a bag in your pocket, whatever you buy, you have a bag to put it in. So you are not taking a bag from the shopkeeper and that's two bags being reduced on the planet with every transaction. Okay. Simple, straightforward. You just put a bag next to your cell phone. Every time you pick up your cell phone and go somewhere, you go with the bag. And that is going to make a difference in all the plastic waste that's coming about. So stuff like that. It's Sorry, no, no, no. it's interesting oh. how often people think it's got to be the grand gesture when it's the seemingly insignificant things done consistently day after day after day by as many people as possible start to have a big impact. Totally, totally. So now, lastly, talk about systemic uh, renewal. Yeah. <laughs> now, coming to systemic uh, uh, one, of, one of the things that I had written, uh, and thanks to that nudge that we got with the, the pandemic, telecommuting. You know, if we had designed this to, to be the way of working, it wouldn't have taken us these three, four, five years. It, I mean, we're still in the process of hybrid working. But when we had been locked down, we were totally shaken up, and the whole world, the corporate world, was a almost at a standstill, not knowing which way to go with all this. But online schooling, telecommuting, the uh, real estate bubble, and all of that is eminently controllable if we, as uh, people in the workplace, take those decisions to uh, contain our, um, our, our um, movement on the roads. Now, that also results in the air pollution uh, quality getting better. And uh, in fact, we've seen it in Delhi, where I am, the sky is almost always gray. But a week of lockdown and it was blue. And the government has always been talking about odd numbered cars and even number cars on the road and stuff like that. But enforcement is such a problem. Who can enforce it? We can enforce it. And if we uh, change those systems to enforce stuff like that, we'll have lesser cars on, cars on the road, lesser jams, lesser pollution, and we would actually have cracked the way of hybrid working Thank way you. before a pandemic asked us to. It's sad, isn't it, that we had to ha have a pandemic to actually show us the power of doing things differently. And we're still fighting with it. Um, we're almost at the end of the show, and... I would like to ask you, where can people get hold of you? I guess the best place would be, Gina, renewalism.com. They can get hold of a copy of the book as well if they like to read a PDF version, which is good for the environment. Just download it from there. And uh, you can also understand what are the habits. You could read the preface. 
and reach out to me. There's a reach out button. Love to hear from you guys. Lovely. Well, thank you very much. We're very proud to be members of, of B1G1, Buy One, Give One. And one of the things that we do is we invite our guests um, to choose a, a project. We choose four each month. Uh, this month's projects are um, Feeding the Hungry, Education, Health, and there is a project supporting young people in the Ukraine. Now, if you're a business owner out there, this is a great way of supporting incredible projects, but it's also good business sense too. So if you're interested in that or you'd like to have a, a chat with me or there's any other questions you want to ask, then email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely hyphen you and it's the word you.com that's gina at genuinely hyphen you.com and you can find me at genuinely hyphen you.com on the website too so sandy have you decided which of the projects are you going to choose instantly when you said it uh, my heart goes out to the youth in ukraine well look, we will be sending a donation on your behalf towards that project so it just okay. remains for me to say uh, thank you to you and to remind people who are listening that we have um, a sh two shows every week um, please do come and listen let us know what you'd be interested in hearing about let us know what you think about the show the address is gina G-I-N-A at genuinely hyphen you.com. So Sandy, thank you very much. And thank you listeners. We really appreciate your time. Um, and we look forward to seeing you on the next show. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.